Welcome to our Tuesday version, which is, it is every Tuesday with, with Tom Dienart, the Acre Pro Buy Sell. We'll be talking Purdue, Ohio State, maybe a little Purdue, Iowa, and kind of trying to have a, a little bit of fun with what may happen in the future. Uh, that if we can come, Tom is a very clairvoyant guy, so he'll 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 be able to see it all from that standpoint. But you know, when it comes to farm or land sales, it, it pays to have experts in your quarter. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group are your local farmland specials specialists with decades of experience in Indiana agriculture. No one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local Ag Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. So make sure you visit acrepro.com or call 765-775-6502. And that would be to speak with Kyle Sprigs. All right, Tom, a uh, uh, rough weekend for the Boilermakers, uh, certainly mm -hmm. an opportunity in Iowa City. Another opportunity this week. Um, a lot tougher of an opportunity, certainly, but Purdue has been 20-point underdogs to Ohio State before. You have well chronicled and talked about it on Gold Black Radio this week about the upsets of the uh, of the 21st century for Purdue against the Buckeyes, certainly 2009-2011. I think Purdue was a slight underdog in that game. And then, of course, uh, the great uh, Tyler Trent game of 2018. I'm going to just start with an opening opening one. You know, will will Purdue lead in this game? I'm going to give you that. It's a it's a <laughs> it's a complete crap. I and it borders on the silliness. But what do you think the Boilermakers will get out get at least punched Ohio State in the nose? They have the ability to do that to start the game. Yeah, why not? Why not just go ahead and buy and say yes? I guess. Um, yeah, you never know. Jim Clett will let a lot of games at halftime. Yeah, they said it wasn't it wasn't for the second half jim cletto being a hall of fame coach um so yeah Purdue can get a lead why not i mean who, who knows um you know you talked about that ohio state offensive line it has had its issues that may be the one one area of real concern i think for the buckeyes protecting kyle mccord and uh giving him time to pass and kyle mccord's been okay he's yeah. played pretty well recently but he's sort of been a mixed bag as far as his total body work this year so they're still talented, don't get me wrong, but that's one area where Purdue may be able to get after it. And and who knows? I I think sure they can they can maybe uh, get an early lead in this game and and uh, keep things interesting uh, early on for the Boilermakers. I'm gonna throw a little history, and you're you're as good as anybody at that. In Purdue's biggest upset wins, obviously 2018, and. I would argue 2009, Danny Hope, you know, they were one and five going into yeah. that game. And, yeah. and I think they were on 11 or 12 point with Terrell Pryor, the, the quarterback for the Buckeyes, Jim Trussell behind, uh, behind the headset, so to speak. Are you buying or selling that this is the least, I know Ohio State's ranked second. Are, is this the least talented of those three? Uh, uh, if you're comparing those Buckeye teams, and I know your your day your day job is not yeah. covering Ohio State, so I understand that. But uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you may be onto something there. I think, um, you know, Ohio State's always got talent, but I guess there's degrees of it, right? And um, sure, you know, uh, this certainly doesn't look to be a, I guess, a red letter. Uh, talented Ohio State team. Um, I think a lot of it's just because of the quarterback. Um, he's not a C.J. Stroud, obviously. Um, he's not a Dwayne Haskins. Uh, more, uh, I mean, he's, he's better than a Craig Krenzel and you know, like Steve Belisari, but 
I think that's one reason that to, to look at this Ohio State team maybe is being a little less talented than some of the ones Purdue upset, um, you know, in, in, in previous meetings this this century. So, yeah, I think I would definitely buy that. Um, uh, they are playing better on defense, though, Alan. I, I talked to Bill Rabinowitz, yeah, one time Ohio State writer from the Columbus Dispatch this week, and he talked about how that D is really playing good, Alan. Um, uh, front to back, man. Tommy Eichberg and, and, and middle linebacker are the two ends. Jack Sawyer, the cornerback, Denzel Burke. So, um, yeah, but offensively, I think that may be where they may, may be a little step back just because of the line, I think, the quarterback. Of course, that team that Purdue beat in 2017, excuse me, 20. 20- 09, Danny Hope's uh, second, first Big Ten win of 26 to 18 win for the Boilermakers. Ohio State was ranked seventh at that time, and they ended up losing two games. They lost USC and they lost the Purdue game. They lost to USC earlier in the year at at home. Uh, And of course, in 2018, the Buckeyes lost just one game. uh, And of course, that one uh, to Purdue, that 49 to 20 Tyler Trent game. And I'm with you on that. I I think I'll buy that as well. Um, I didn't even offer our first comment. I'll buy also that Purdue's going to get ahead in this game. I think there's going to be some emotion for Purdue. I think Ryan Walters and company will will get them going. But yeah, I, I think I just not sure what I'm seeing at Ohio State. I, I, I like Ryan Day a lot as a coach, obviously, and uh, they got what they needed to win at Notre Dame. They just aren't going to knock your socks off offensively. And I think that that's uh, that maybe, of course, that may be, you know, his famous last words because Purdue was had, had a hard time stopping Iowa's in uh, run game. You know, Henderson's yeah. coming back this week in theory, right? Is yeah, that, yeah. and, uh, you know, he can put up big numbers where Ohio State rush game. But uh, I do think that this is probably maybe that 09 team at Ohio State. It might be about dead even with that because Terrell Pryor was much ballyhooed but wasn't great at that position. Purdue really took advantage. And Ryan Kerrigan just just terrorized the poor guy in that game uh, back in 2009. So uh, I, I like that. Okay, protecting the quarterback has been a huge issue for the Boilermakers, or at least it was last week against Iowa. Hudson Card, you know, we asked Ryan Walters on, on Monday about his health and Worried about that just in terms of, you know, like I said, he runs like he's got sore shoulders. We know he's got a little bit of a shoulder issue as well. Can Purdue, uh, I'm going to lay it at three sacks. Can they keep it under three sacks in this game? Again, a a silly notion, but uh, can they protect him a little bit better and allow Purdue to at least maneuver a little bit offensively? I'm going to, I'm going to sell that, Alan. I I don't think we're going (laughs) to keep under three sacks. Um, You're right about Hudson Card. Um, I mean, from everything I've gathered, you know, they did it. It, it was it took a lot just to get him on the field last week at Iowa. Yeah, he got he actually got banged up in the first quarter against Illinois, and um, so he really had to grin and bear it this last week. And we saw him wincing a few times. I think that that obviously played a factor into how he played um, as far as running the football, Allen, uh, as yeah. far as staying in the pocket. So be mindful of that and. Um, here, here comes Ohio State, Alan. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> here comes Ohio State. So, unfortunately for Hudson, I think he's going to go down at least three times. You know, Iowa got him six times. Who, man, they, I don't know how many times they hit him and pressured him either on top of all that. So, yeah, unfortunately, um, I think Hudson's going to take his shots. I guess if you're a Purdue fan, you have to hope 
he doesn't get hurt seriously and he'll have time to, to heal up when Purdue's off this next week after the Ohio State game for the bye. Yeah, I think it, uh, yeah, I, I think they are going to have a hard time. And Purdue's obviously got some issues on the offensive line with Marcus Bow being out. That's just a, a brutal thing for Purdue, it seems. Hey, real quick there, Alan, you're going to have Daniel Johnson. Yeah. But you're going to have, probably going to have Ben Farrell start at right tackle. He finished the game Saturday at Iowa. And my, 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 I'm thinking that he's going to be the guy who gets to start. Daniel Johnson hasn't played this year at all, coming back from a knee injury. So you're going to have a new right tackle. Of course, Dan, Ben Farrell, Allen, <laughs> began his career at an NAIA school, Indiana Wesleyan. They, they like him a lot, but, boy, he's going from Indiana Wesleyan not to Ohio State. So, hey, man, it's, it's, it's you, you never know what's going to happen to you in life if you keep working. Right here, Ben Farrell is going to get, get to play the mighty Buckeyes. Well, Purdue has had some guys come up, you know, Isaac Zico against in 2018. Yeah. There have been some names. Now, Isaac Zico was a was a starter for a couple of years, but uh, That's yeah, there it is. But I I I I'm with you. That's gonna be a gonna be a huge challenge. All right, I'm gonna put a little little and 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 God love Derek Rogers uh, Jr. as, as a <laughs> freshman. Yeah. Oof. Number 13 in your program, number one in your heart. I hope mom and dad, I mean, and again, the, the kid's a talented kid. I'm not, is, you know, we're trying hard to, this is just a, is a challenging game for yeah. Purdue. But if he runs up against it, I don't know that he'll, who's going to be checking Marvin Harrison Jr. But Marvin Harrison Jr. had a, had a breakout game uh, of late. Uh, 100 yards over under. What are you buying? Are you buying that they, that he, are you buying that he has over 100 yards in receiving against Purdue? Don't forget about Emeka Abula, his sidekick. Uh, yeah, he's not bad either, is he? Probably every bit as good as Marvin Harrison. So, yeah, Markevious Brown and Derek Rogers Jr. will be your cornerbacks for a second weekend row, your starters. I, I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm buying that Harrison's going to get 100. Um, let's hope he has to make him work for it at least. He doesn't get an 80 yard catch or something. Yeah. And here's what's really scary, Alan. They they do the staff does like Derek Rogers a lot. And yeah. This, this was well before he's been thrust in on this role. Um, he was a late addition from Orlando, really underweight when he got to campus. He bulked up, and they really do like this kid a lot. Um, your backup cornerbacks again, Botros Alessandro will be one. Your fourth cornerback, Alan, according to the depth chart, is Zion Steptoe. Steptoe, yeah. Wide receiver. You know, they, and, and I guess, I, I don't know where Braxton Myers is. Braxton Myers was a junior, was a transfer from Ole Miss. But again, so there you go, my friend. There's just not a lot of depth there. I'm not sure if the Stanford cornerback, Salim Turner Muhammad, is going to get on the field this week. And boy, it certainly would help if he could get on the field, given the lack of depth there. But again, that just shows you how perilously thin. Purdue is a cornerback, and we all know about those Buckeye wide receivers. And they got a great tight end, too. Yeah. So uh, they make uh, Kyle McCord's life a lot simpler when you can throw to guys like that. Yeah, I think it. Uh, that is – and, and, again, we're not we're not making them out to be the 85 Bears or whatever, but uh, <laughs> uh, but because we on one side of the ledger, we said this is the least uh, talented of the three teams that uh, – that Purdue has had the biggest upsets against in the last 15 years, the three Ohio State teams. Here's one. Here's one. Yeah, fire away, my friend. Here's I'm all ears. Here's one hope, Alan. Ohio State plays Penn State next week. That is a good point. Maybe they'll look past Purdue. Um, 
I doubt it, but you know, who knows where the Buckeyes mind is going to be. These results go like this every week, Alan. Quick example, two weeks ago, Georgia Tech gets beat at home by Bowling Green. Last week, they go win at Miami, Florida. So, you guys, no, involved. and I, I think that's true. I think that, that there's going to be if Purdue can find a way to to, to generate some confidence and emotion early, yeah. uh, you never know. That's just all there is to it. I mean, I, I you know the over under is fifty. Uh, I'm going to ask you that on that front, uh, buying or selling the under in this game. And, I'm, I, and, I'm, and again, I'm we're not, not professional gamblers. I'm selling. But, I, I think there'd be fifty. Was the over under? Yeah, that's what it was. I'm the last Nineteen and a half spread. Go ahead. I think I think it'll be higher than that. I think there'll be more than 50 points scored here. And yeah, the Buckeyes are about a three touchdown favorite. I still think it's going to be hard for Purdue to score, though, Alan. Um, <clears throat> but we'll see. Um, uh, this this is where you really get tested when you're a coaching staff and uh, trying to figure this out. Um, the odds are obviously long, but you know, like you mean you and I have seen some crazy games. You were there in 1976, I'm sure, when Purdue beat. Uh, Michigan to go. Way I, was. <laughs> I ran on the field, okay. much much like my as a junior in West Lafayette High School. And I said, uh, I don't think my dad, my dad, I never told my dad that because he would have had, he would have never let me back in Ross Aid Stadium for doing that. But yes, that would be, a, you know, and that game was pretty what a 34 point underdog to Michigan or whatever that number was. Uh, I don't know if it was quite that much, but it was a lot. And yeah, stranger things have happened. And, 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 you know, the last thing we're doing here is trying to bet, you know, this is produced Ryan Walters and company's got to, got to put the group together. And then, like you said, this yeah. is where you get tested. And, and, and again, I'm going to go back to what I've said about the season, all the season. It is about the process mm-hmm. and how he handles difficulty and what he does. And I think in a lot of ways, Certainly, um, he's been stoic. He's tried to, yeah. he's owned up to things that have, I'm talking about Ryan Wallace, owned up to things that haven't gone well, clear about what they need to work on and what they'd like to get better. But, and he's not been wildly optimistic. I mean, he hasn't promised things that he said, you know, that uh, for the most part, Purdue hasn't delivered. He just said he's been very matter of fact. I think that's a good thing for Purdue down the road. But uh, I think this is another interesting measuring stick game just because of how Purdue, you know, can Purdue find a way to make this competitive for a period of time in this game? Uh, Because I think it's going to tell you uh, when you're two and five and and nobody's, you know, we've gone every week, Tom and I, we're not doing it this week. Is Purdue going to make a bowl this year? We're not going to do it. Now, after they beat Ohio State, we'll go back to that discussion. But but my, but my point is, is that, that that is a big factor in my view of where where this program is. They're young. They're trying to get to get things off the ground. They've got to recruits that are interested in this program. And and you've done a good job of talking about to a 25 and 26 recruits that are starting to pay attention. This is a great opportunity to to make a make a, a statement of sorts that you you mean business is a, is a program. And I think that that's a. That's yeah. what's going to be doing. All right. Uh, we saw Maryland, like Maryland last week, Alan. I think Maryland had the lead at halftime. Maryland's probably better than Purdue this year, but I think they had a, I was tied 17-17. They had a slight lead, and they lost 37-17. They lost so I got one for you real quick. By yes, sir. can Purdue keep Ohio State under 40 points? Yeah. 
Ohio I'm going to say yes. And I, I think, I think, you know, that over under 50, I, you know, <laughs> I could see a 35, 6, 14 type game. And, and again, I think that's, that's, you don't, I know that no, no, none of the fans want to go in as you, oh, you, you want to have a cosmetic games, but you, again, I'll go back to what I said. It's, it's important for Purdue to show well in this game and to play yeah. well. Uh, and I, I, I think, is there, are you buying or selling that yourself? Now that you, I'm going to, I'm going to sell it. I think they're going to get over 40. Um, um, if they don't, I think that's an achievement in itself. And I know, like you said, you're alluding to Alan, you don't want moral victories. Um, nobody likes moral victories, but, uh, facts are facts. Reality is reality. We're produced at right now as a program in transition, uh, very thin roster, uh, largely inexperienced, a lot of new faces. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, um, sort of like Rocky Balboa, just wanting to go 15 <laughs> rounds with Apollo Creed, right? Stay on your feet. Don't get knocked out. And um, people may may really sour at that imagery or or that analogy or, or, again, just trying to survive. But, man, this is Ohio State. And the rallies of, of, of 2023 say Buckeyes are much better than, than Purdue, and, and they're still playing for a whole heck, a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, that 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 uh, triangle that they are entrenched in with Penn State and yeah. Michigan uh, going to be interesting to see. And you're right, Maryland. If Maryland was a pick six away, when remember they were heading that game ten to nothing, yeah, and had the ball and threw a really Ohio State, you know, made a huge play on that. But uh, that game really could have been dangerous. I was impressed with how Maryland was was. Dealing you know, with uh, Ohio State and Bill Rabinowitz thinks that if they were in the Big Ten West, he thinks they're better than anybody in the Big Ten West. That's I not, think that, that, that's not saying a lot, but I don't think there's any question about that right now. Now, I, a nice quarterback. I, all right, let's let's take one last one: Iowa, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I believe, is at home, uh, and I know you're going to be making your media mania oh. pick, so you don't want to divulge this stuff. Too, but <laughs> no, are you buying or selling? That uh, I was gone into Wisconsin over the years, and just yeah. when you think they can't beat anybody, uh, are you buying or selling uh, Iowa making that a game? I, I, and by that, making that a a game that they can win, they have a chance to win in the fourth quarter. Not to say, no. say that they're going to win. Not even that. I'm, I'm selling that, Alan. I mean, I just I mean, how can Iowa go to go to Camp Randall with that quarterback, Deacon? <laughs> yeah. I mean. Not only are they going to get beat, I think I think Wisconsin should win with some relative ease. Um, Wisconsin's still a talented team. Uh, they have their quarterback Tanner Mordecai. We've already seen the Badgers. We know, we know what they're about. And Iowa, even with Cade McNamara, was pretty limited. Now with Deacon Hill, they're extremely limited. I, I don't see them going on the road in that environment against that program. Again, not only are they going to get beat, but I think. I expect Wisconsin to win with, with some relative ease. I, I wonder what the line is on that. I think it's at about uh, six and a half. And uh, that puts That's you, it, puts really? It, six and a half. Yeah, but, wow. uh, um, you know, I think you look at that game, and I, I agree. I, I'm not enamored with uh, uh, with uh, what I see out of Wisconsin, even in the game that we saw in West Lafayette. But uh, I do think that uh, – um, you know, I do think it gives a chance to uh, that Iowa's defense is good, and uh, that is what's going to be an interesting thing. Actually, and you're you're right, Wisconsin's actually a nine and a half point favorite, uh, not a six and a half point favorite. So people, Vegas is expecting them to 
to uh, be that uh, be that a big part of it to, yeah. uh, and to be and to have relative ease. All right, it will be an important day in Ross State State in the Tyler Trent uh, five yeah. year anniversary. There'll be a lot with the Hammer Down Cancer, the Purdue Cancer Institute. You know, they, I don't think you're ever going to be. I guess that's my last point on that topic. You've seen a lot of Purdue games over the years. Uh, uh, where do you put uh, the 2018 win over Ohio State and mm-hmm. just the circumstances? Is that uh, in your top two of your all-time list? You buying or selling that? I'm buying that. I mean, go back to the 2000 game, the Seth Morales game. Of course, Seth's going to be back as the honorary captain this week. I mean, <clears throat> the magic of that 2000 season, uh, the biggest win of that magical season, the drama of that victory, um, Drew Brees, national television audience, you name it. I mean, that was a great one, Alan. Um, I don't think it was a shock Purdue won. 2018, Alan, I think maybe I give that even a bump above that 2000 game just because of 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 the, the magic around that game, the number two ranked Buckeyes, Alan, yeah. uh, the Tyler Trent story as well, um, and the utter annihilation, Alan. Yeah, forty nine to twenty. That twenty eight points in the fourth quarter, Tom. Yeah, it wasn't even a game. So uh, I think the quarterback Dwayne Haskins threw like seventy passes, some crazy yeah. amount of passes. I think it's still a Purdue record opponent record, maybe. Yeah. So again, I think as great as that two thousand win was. As close that that game is to my heart, man. What happened in 2018 was just otherworldly. It almost seemed like the hand of God, yeah, touched down. And again, uh, given that that Tyler Trent story, that became not just obviously a big Purdue story, Alan, as you know, it became a national story. Yeah, and uh, by the time you this airs tonight, Mike Carmen will have a really nice piece on on that uh, on the site, and I definitely and we talked to the Trent yesterday uh for a Monday night memories and they're they're yeah I just think you're right and we're not big ones to throw we don't really I don't like to mix religion and college football very often but I think something was at work uh with that game no matter what you it was mystical it was uh divine whatever term you want to use uh that was uh was great and heaven sent heaven sent and (laughs) certainly when you look at that uh it was that so Tom, uh, you got you got work to do to get over to talk to some some. Uh, uh, I assume it's the is it the defensive guys today? So offense on Tuesday. Offensive guys, that's right. Defense on Wednesday. So we'll let you do it. Thanks so much uh, for your time. We want to always appreciate that. We will probably take a week hiatus during the bye week. Come back on the twenty. It would be the be the twenty fourth, and to have another edition of Acre Pro buy sell. We want to thank. Uh, Acre Pro, uh, when it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Don't forget to visit acrepro.com or call Kyle Spray at 765-775-6502. They're all ears when it comes to uh, land deals and the 1031 exchange. And uh, if you get the chance, please, uh, and you're in that uh, realm, please do so. All right, Tom, thanks again. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for watching or listening.